Welcome to Entrepreneurial Reality with Bash. Every week we'll be speaking to startup and scale-up founders to learn about them, their ambitions for the business, goals and objectives. Every conversation is a moment in time, documenting entrepreneurs' current situation with a view to coming back next year to see how they are getting on. Each journey will be different. Each innovation could be game-changing. I hope you enjoy. Entrepreneur Reality with Bash, Series 1, Episode 29. And I have with me a Twitch streamer, Anarming Pine. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. This, you are doing what is my dream job as well which is to play games and earn money from doing it. So for the benefit of the listener, could you give us a, an understanding of what you're doing today on Twitch? I can. I am a full-time Twitch streamer. I've been streaming Football Manager on Twitch for a probably about two years now. But on a normal day, I'll stream Football Manager, which is the primary game I stream, for anywhere between five and eight hours I'd say and football manager that's a, that's every young lad's dream isn't it to, to be playing that at such a, a long period of time and get paid for it so how I'd did, imagine so yeah <laughs> so how, how did you come about going into twitch in the first place where did you start well I was a supply teacher and full-time teacher for about four years and in the time when I wasn't being a supply teacher in my days off when I wasn't getting like full-time work it was looking for something to fill that time I was playing Football Manager anyway, so I thought, why not stream it? It's not like I watched somebody and went, I'd love to do that. It was just completely out of the blue. And then when the supply teaching started to dry up a bit, I just put more and more time into the Twitch streaming. When did you become full-time? When did you say to yourself, right, this is going to work. I'm going to, to go 100% five to eight hours a day. It was, again, I wish I'd properly labeled it as the day I went full-time, but I never did. I never made a big push of it. It would have been about between seven and nine months ago. But in the time when I've been teaching, I've been saving up. It's called like a nest egg kind of thing to be able to go, right, I'm going to give this a go, see if it's a viable option. And thankfully at the moment, it, uh, it is being that. Uh, over the period of time, uh, you've you've played multiple games, I'm assuming, on, on Twitch. Uh, for the benefit of the listeners, some of them may not even know what Twitch is. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, like, you, they'll know what YouTube is and, like, Netflix. It's very, it's like an on-demand video service. But instead of watching something that's been pre-recorded, which you can now do on Twitch, you can upload pre-recorded stuff. But Twitch is very much live. It's about, like, a live interaction probably very similar to a live podcast. And then people can come into the stream, watch me or watch their streamer playing a game or doing IRL, all kinds of different stuff. Some people do woodworking on there. They do outdoor streams where they do crafting and survival skills, all kinds of game, all kinds of different streams on there. You can come in live time and talk to the streamer while they're doing whatever it is they're doing on stream. That's interesting. It's actually having communication back and forth with the streamer itself i've seen many a stream where somebody's just playing the game and being quite ignorant to the the communication stream that's coming in uh, what's your point of view on that i think the best like one of the best things about twitch for me one one that sets it apart from watching a youtube video for example is that interaction with the streamer because you can talk to them if they're doing something on their stream that you find particularly interesting you can ask them a question about it 
And if they're the type of streamer who will respond to you, then you can actually, well, I know personally I've gone off on many a tangent and I was doing very little game related and you're just talking about one specific aspect of that. And the community, especially I'm going to say around my stream, I think is fantastic. And some of the conversation we have is just, it's thoroughly enjoyable. And I think it's one of the best parts about doing a live stream. And doing Football Manager as well, you're talking about the current situation, the the, the game last night and the teams everyone supports. I can see how the community is very, very strong when it comes to, to Football Manager. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot of conversation about football. It's a lot of stuff about, sometimes it's about football, sometimes it's about like what people are doing that day. What am I doing later that day? Like at the moment, I'm in, my wife's having our first child. So sometimes we chat about that. We chat about, as you say, football, chat about the game, ask how everyone else, how people are getting on, how are they getting on in there. Football manager saves, sharing stories, sharing images from their saves, stuff like that. In terms of where you are today then, gone from teaching, and what type of teaching was it, just out of interest? I was a full-time primary school teacher, so teaching from age, generally about like six or seven up to about 12. But I was fully, I was a trained teacher from, I did key stage two and three. Mm-hmm. So I was trained in primary school and secondary school. And then what went into streaming live on Twitch, uh, you producing quite a lot of content. How many viewers have you had or views of your content that you had to date? Today, live on Twitch, according to the number that Twitch give you is about, well, very recently, actually, about two days ago, past 200,000 views and about 10 million minutes watched. It's fantastic. And in terms of the monetary value you receive from that, don't tell me the, the detail, but how do you earn money by streaming? Through streaming, you can earn money in quite a lot of different ways, to be honest. You can go through, like in the past, I've had affiliations with companies with regards to like affiliate links. You can get some through that. I've had a, one or two sponsorships in the past where they, companies have approached me or I've approached them and they want to have their logo on the stream or an example of their products on stream. You can get it through subscriptions, which is the primary source of income, I'd imagine, for quite a lot of streamers, which is in a similar way to a Netflix subscription. You can pay £5 a month to help support the streamer, and like Twitch take their cut, the streamer gets their cut. Um, you can do ad revenue, which is another little way, and donations where people can donate just... If they're really enjoying it, they can chip in towards it. Or if you've got a goal that you're aiming for, at the minute we're trying to aim for like a, like a chicken nugget challenge. So it's like, oh, it's a goal at the top. We hit that. We do that. We do the chicken nugget challenge. Uh, actually, there's bounties as well, which I don't think is in the UK at the minute. That's an exciting thing if and when that does come over here. And then there's the additional community element as well. I, I noticed at the end of your streams, you raid other streamers. A raid on Twitch, it's best way to describe it is the people who are watching me i think i tend to try and think of someone that i'm following on twitch which means like i enjoy their content a raid is where people who've been watching me will all go over and go into somebody else's stream so everyone's been watching me i'd be like this guy's been live streaming football manager as well i think he's a good guy i think he's a good streamer so let's all go check him out if you like him or you like her you might you know hang around if not you can go on your way. It's a nice way of like, showing support to other streamers, I think, because you can say, look, I really enjoy your content. I think my viewers might like it as well. And it's a nice way of trying to help recommend 
streamers that your community might also like to watch. Tell us a bit more about some of the stories that you've had uh, with regards to streaming Football Manager, the game in game itself. Uh, what's your best experience as a football manager within the game? That is a question I hate and enjoy because I've been doing it for so long now. There's so many I could pick. I'm going to say for the Tranmere save we're doing at the moment. So I've been managing Tranmere Rovers. They start off, I've been managing them now for eight seasons, which has taken me approximately four or five months of real time. I've been managing them for eight years and we've got them from League Two, where they start in the fourth division of English football, all the way to very recently qualifying for the Champions League, which is like Europe's top competition. And the stories like that come with it, along with the save, if you've ever tuned in, you'll know we had like James Norwood. He starts off at the club and he scored something like 150, 160 goals in about four years to pretty much drag us single-handedly up the divisions and keep me in the job after everyone else decided to stop playing for me. But there's been, like, if we go back to last year, I had a Fiorentina save where I, t- I was at Shakhtar Donetsk in the Ukraine. I left there because without signing to big-headed, I was winning every game. Went to Fiorentina, who were in the relegation zone of Serie A in Italy. And within, I think, about five years, we'd gone from scrapping at the very bottom of the league to toppling Juventus and winning our first and then our second back-to-back Serie A titles in Italy. With regards to the difficulty levels then, uh, to get, get an impression of what you mean by uh, taking on uh, a management role of, say, Tranmere, at uh, the fourth division of the English Football League. How does that compare to, say, uh, getting one of the best teams in the game? Very different challenges, because when I took over Tranmere, they start off in the fourth division of England, and my first objective was to survive in League Two. It was to avoid relegation, and we did that. But we had, I think I had no transfer budget. I had about 5,000 in the wage budget, which is quite low. So it's very much relying on free agents. So players that get released from bigger clubs and some loans that the bigger club would be willing to send to me for free. So I could borrow their player for a year. Then on another, if you're managing someone at the top of the game, for example, let's say Liverpool, then it could be rather than avoid relegation, it'll be win the Premier League, win the Champions League, win the FA Cup and get to the quarterfinal of the Carabao Cup. In that case, you'll have 100 million in the bank that you can go and buy players with and however many millions that you're willing to pay for players for wages they're very different challenges with regards to the players you've got the ability that those players have got because obviously at Tranmere the players on the game aren't as good as the players that Liverpool have on the game and the financial aspects of it and managing the finances trying to make sure that your club doesn't go bankrupt because you've accidentally paid too much for a player that you didn't need to. And have you ever overpaid for a player? In the many, past? many a time. Many a time. I, I mean, well, I can't remember where it was. It might have been Fiorentina. There was a player that had a release clause of, I think, like 12 million, and I didn't spot it. And I paid about 17 million for him. And then it was only after I'd bought him, I looked and I was like, I've paid 5 million that I didn't need to pay because I could, I could have gone out and got him for 12 million because he had a release clause in his contract, but then I didn't pay attention. I paid 5 million too much. I've paid 
Tranmere, I signed Antonio Cassano earlier this year when my highest earner was earned about a thousand pounds and I was paying him about two and a half thousand and he was injured for near enough the entire season, which was brilliant for me because it meant all my wages were wasted for that year. <laughs> so there is a, some real consideration from a fiscal or financial management perspective. If you had no idea about financial aspects at all going into the game, then I think you would you could struggle with it a bit because you might not understand like wages, transfer fees, percentage of sometimes you get a percentage of sell on, sometimes you give wage increases that you don't need to and they bankrupt you. There's some other types of games that's a simulation, say racing for instance, where it, it's so realistic that it translates to the real life track racing. And there's been people that have gone from playing the game to actually competing in real life. Do you think that's a feasible for any aspiring football manager to go from the game to real life? I'm fairly sure it's already happened. I read an article a few years ago about someone who applied for a job in, I think it was in somewhere in Asia and they'd played football manager and they got the job based on that. He's the boss of an Azerbaijani side, FC Baku, and he got the job off nine years experience playing football manager. That is crazy. How on earth did he position himself? Did he have his historical performances on the, on the game? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> That's phenomenal. And then he's, he's in the game in real life, managing a team. Um, yeah. I, I, this was from 2013. I don't know if he's there anymore, but he took over at 22 years old, apparently. So going back to the the commercial elements of streaming, earning some money, putting some food on your plate, paying your bills. How do you go about promoting yourself then? Because it, being on Twitch, you have a, a captive audience and there are so many other streamers out there that you're competing for attention for. How do you go about making people aware that you exist? A way that I've said it is you need to find, it applies to a lot of business, you need to find your unique selling point, your USP. What is it that should make people watch you ahead of anybody else that is live at that time because there's thousands of broadcasts sometimes live on twitch why should they watch you are you in character are you pretending are you in a character are you live at a time when nobody else is are you doing something extremely unique on your stream are you doing something similar to other people but you've put your unique your own like unique spin on it and i don't think there's any way to make sure that people will watch you. But if there's something that makes you different, then you will attract an audience because there's going to be somebody somewhere that may go, I like the way he's doing that. Or if you are doing something unique and different, you're going live at 9am one day, 10pm the next, 5pm the next, 11 at night the next. It can be very hard to retain an audience because you are you're not live at a consistent time similar to how like a tv show like coronation street is on the same time every day i think being consistent really will really does help with regards to finding an audience and helping to retain it as well and i noticed uh, you use twitter and other social media platforms to push certain content out that you've done that day or highlight that you are going live have you had any famous people follow you as a result of that? Any people in the world of football? I've had, based on 
the current save we've done with Tranmere. I've had the official Tranmere Rovers account follow me. I've had a few interactions with the Tranmere Rovers eSports team over the past, let's say, two, three, four months, something along those lines. I've had a few very, another few other very well-known creators who create either Twitch content or YouTube football manager content follow me from real-life football. I don't think so, no. Okay. Not that I can recall, anyway. Not even James Norwood, who scored 150 goals for you. <laughs> he's not followed me on Twitter, no. <laughs> he, I think he's probably got me muted by now. <laughs> so you go out and you promote yourself. You have your own unique selling point. You are consistent in the way that you're presenting yourself, the way that you are sharing knowledge about the game and sharing stories about the world in which you're creating. So what are your ambitions for the next 12 months then? To put it bluntly, to be still full-time doing this because I am loving the journey we've been, I, I've been on, on Twitch, loving the community that's around in the next 12 months. If in 12 months' time I'm still full-time on Twitch, I would consider that a massive success because it can be incredibly hard not only to make that step, but then if I could continue that, as I, that would be incredible. How do you see yourself building your community even further? That's the question that I've been asking myself as well, because within Football Manager, I don't know how big the ceiling is. I don't think anybody's hit it yet, but there will be a ceiling within Football Manager. In the game directories, if you have a browse, Football Manager is very, very rarely anywhere near the top. So in regards to growing, it could be, which I've tried before, where I do, sometimes I do Football Manager in the day because that has been and always will be the core of the channel will be football manager it's sometimes then in the evenings i'll do a different game maybe you know another simulation game as you mentioned racing games possibly something like that or city skylines things along those lines networking doing network saves talking to other creators because uh, there's a lot of people who've been doing this a an awful lot longer than i have who have some very interesting bits of advice to give as well with regards to making the step and playing different games as well. So I understand there is a bit of a strategy for going for the most popular, the brand new game, because that's where a lot of people are looking to, to see what the game is all about. And you could pick up followers that way. Is there another strategy that would enable you to, to grow community by focusing on the games that you feel are quite niche? I would never go and play a game because it's popular, because I'd rather play a game that I might enjoy. So if a new game that comes out, I'm like, that is not my kind of game. I'm not going to go and play it just because it's popular. I'd much rather play a game could have been out for 10 years, could have been out for five years. I'd much rather go and play a game that I enjoy. Mm. I'm not, because you can tell when you watch, a, if you're watching someone's stream and they're not enjoying it, they're doing it for the sake of it. You can tell within, I'd say two minutes, whether they're enjoying it or not. And I, I wouldn't watch somebody who's not enjoying it. So I wouldn't expect people to watch me play a game that I'm not enjoying just because it's the next big thing. In the world of Twitch, in the world of streaming, there are other companies coming up now, uh, different platforms. So are there any other streaming platforms that have grabbed your curiosity? Simply no. Because at the minute, as Twitch is at, its mo at this, this moment in time, it is the best suited to my needs in terms of it's they've got the biggest audience. If you're watch, wanting to watch Footmarge on like live stream, you go to Twitch. I've built my audience on Twitch. So I don't think like Ruth Garster, like Mix has started doing it. 
YouTube, started doing live streams. I have no plans at all to change from Twitch. Twitch has a very strong brand. And I was just thinking, with regards to the community of Football Manager, uh, the, his, the legacy community as well, the ones that have, have families and um, may, may not necessarily have the time to play Football Manager themselves now, may not necessarily look at Twitch uh, for content. Is that an untapped resource for you to connect with? Short answer, possibly. I, at this, without digging more, I have absolutely no idea. In terms of the Twitch community, you mentioned some, they've been doing it for a very long time. Is there any particular streamers, business owners, entrepreneurs that you look up to, you aspire to, to be like or take from them what they're doing as inspiration? I watch a large variety of streamers. I very rarely watch Football Manager because I spend so long playing it. I don't then want to go, I don't, very rarely do I want to go and watch Football Manager as well. But I watch a lot of streams and I do pick up different things from different streams with regards to ideas. And then I'll, if I see something I really like, I'll go away. Not some, I'm not someone who sees something and goes, ah, oh, they're doing this. I'm, I'm going to take that and do exactly the same. Look at it and go, right, I like what they're doing with that. And then I'll go away and I'll try a few things for a few days, a few weeks sometimes, and then I'll implement it in my own way. Mm. But I'd never, for example, let's say pick someone who's doing very well at the minute. You've got Summit 1G playing Sea of Thieves and then playing GTA at the minute. And there's a few things about his stream that I really enjoy. But I'd never go and just go, right, he's doing that well. I'm taking it. I'm going to do exactly what he's doing. Because why would anybody then want to watch me when I'm stealing exactly what somebody else is doing? So yeah. it goes back to what I said earlier about finding what makes you unique. If you're doing what somebody else has been doing for a long time, why would they watch you? You need to make yourself stand out. I've seen your stream. I really enjoy it. Some of the engagement tactics you have are communication with the chat. Once you get so many subscriptions within a stream, you do a contest, which is marbles, which you have then set prizes as a result of like spin the wheel for the winner of that marbles competition. Uh, really interesting, really engaging for the audience. Those things are like the wheel. I'm not going to pretend in any way that I came up with that idea because that would be completely unrealistic and a flat out lie. I'm sure of it. The wheel, as far as I could see, there was no one in the same genre doing anything like that at that stage there were wheels and spins being done but in different ways and i was i was i saw the idea i was like right, i like that idea of having like the wheel and rewarding but then it was how can i change it a little bit so that it was as you say for a certain amount of subs we do marbles and then we do we spin the wheel and it's, it's something to learn from so talking about learning and learning experiences are there any particular lessons that you have learned over the journey that you've taken so far that you could share with the listeners that is a good question main thing i've learned if you're not consistent at, let's say for example i go live 10 a.m every day if i then go live or if i started going live at 5 p.m it would have a detrimental effect because people who've been there watching all the time i view from all over the world they in their time zone they might be asleep at that point they might be at work at that point so they can't tune in and if you're feeling burnt out, take a break because it, it definitely shows when you, when you are not feeling it and when you are feeling that level of burnout with regards to you're not, enjoy, either you're not enjoying it or something's not right, your mind's not on it. I've been there and I've tried to go, tried to go through it before and fight through and go, oh, it'll, it'll be okay. And you do yourself a lot more harm than good in the long run because then you end up needing 
a longer break to recover because you've tried to plow through it. If you feel like you need a day, take the day. Generally, people are very, very understanding. If you're like, look, I need a break of a day. I'll see you tomorrow. That's very good advice. In terms of learning then, when you were setting up and streaming, you just went and did it. And then you started watching other people stream as well to pick up ideas. Was there any source of information that you could share with the listeners that you could recommend them go and have a look at to educate themselves further on potentially becoming a streamer? If, they're con- if people are looking at becoming a streamer themselves, I'd recommend having a look at the, the Twitch blog, Twitch do, uh, blog.twitch.tv. I'd recommend if you're looking at becoming a streamer, there are tons and tons of articles on there written by Twitch regards to extensions, which extensions could you use? tags and categories that they've introduced about how many months in September last year, how to discover new streams on Twitch, the things about like improve what Twitch are planning. So on uh, earlier this month, actually, they announced plans to improve like the offline experience for viewers and streamers. So if you, if you are looking at becoming a streamer, go and have a look through that. There are tens of articles, like how to use the analytics that they give you after a stream, like average viewers, subs active chatters etc and plans that they have for the future so you can prepare yourself if something is changing you can go and have a read through yeah blog.twitch.tv brilliant there you are listeners where can they find you if you're looking to find me i'm unarming pine on twitch so it'll be twitch.tv slash unarming pine i'm unarming pine on pretty much every social media going to be honest there is one question i do ask every entrepreneur and that would be what would you do differently knowing what you know now absolutely nothing i wouldn't change to get to where i've got now i wouldn't change a thing because anything that's gone wrong i've learned from and if it hadn't gone wrong i wouldn't know it was a problem and everything that's gone well again i've gone that's gone well i like there's loads of ideas i've tried in the stream some of them have completely crashed and burned but without trying them i wouldn't know that so honestly i wouldn't change anything as to get to where i have now and with regards to finding you uh, currently just to recap you are beginning of the ninth season of tranmere is that right that is correct and you've got if you could just recap on what you've just achieved last season and so we can understand where you're going for the next season that'd be great yeah of course uh last season we finished for the first time we got top four in the english premier league which meant that we get champions league football for the first time ever. We also, it's taken me eight years, but we finally won a trophy. We won the FA Cup against Manchester City. So we are coming to the new season. We've broken our transfer record again, spent 19.25 million on a new striker. So going into season nine, we're going to be looking at, hopefully, retaining top four, staying in the Champions League, going into season 10, and hopefully get another trophy because... I've got one, but I want more. Oh, that's cool. You're not going to run the risk of becoming an Arsene Wenger, though. I promise nothing. I seem to have got a reputation as not willing to spend. <laughs> For everyone who has played football manager or championship manager in the past and curious about what Unarming Pine is doing and would like to understand more about the story of Tranmere and uh, other saves that he'll be doing over the next six to 12 months uh, by all means look out for the links and uh, check him out it's a really good watch and Armin pine thank you so much for your time thank uh, you very much for having me yeah uh, you're welcome and look forward to to catching up again in a year's time 
and uh, seeing how you progress in terms of your community, your, your fellowship. And um, yeah, hopefully you, you achieve your goals. Thank you very much. I, I hope I do too. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? We'll have another interesting story to dive into next week. Looking forward to it already. Some questions to you in the meantime. What is your story? What is your reality right now? And what are you working towards? Let me know. So you can connect with me on Twitter. Just type in Bash in the search and you'll find me. So Bash, B-A-S-H. Easy. On Instagram, it's Bash Reality. So that's Bash underscore reality. And on LinkedIn, Benjamin Ashmore. Make sure you subscribe. And until next week, cheers. Cheers.